Life is such a mystery We may not understand Why there's so much suffering Why there's so much pain Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In this episode of the Titans of Ministry series, we wrap up our three-part session with Disciple Maker, Professor Stephen Green. Listen in to this third and final episode where Professor Green offers a glimpse into a lifetime of helping people break down spiritual barriers that often prevent intimate relationships from taking root as a means of intentional discipleship. Intimacy. I defined relationship intimacy, and I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about the closest that any two human beings can be, be they male and male, or male and female, or, or any hum, two human beings, and the moment they come into contact with each other, there is a series of steps that they go through, and each step gets more and more intense in emotion and risk. Risk goes up. And the first stage is withdrawal, and that's where you're not in relationship with anybody but yourself. You've got everything going through your own brain. You've got conversations in your own head, but you're not with any other human being. You're just talking to yourself, having conversations with yourself, and you can be hard on yourself in your thinking, or you could be nurturing in your thinking, but that is called withdrawal. The moment you go out of withdrawal and make contact with another human being, you start with, number two, rituals. And it is not very intense, but everybody that gets into contact start with rituals. What's the first thing you do when you pick up the telephone? Hello. Hello is a ritual. And if and you get out of all relationships through ritual. What's the when you are gonna hang up, what do you say? Goodbye. It's good to be talking to you. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Boom. And if somebody skips the ritual stage to the other person, it feels now I used to uh, you know, one day I came up to the the bank teller. She happened to be a client of mine. But she saw me. And she said, oh, and I'm there to, to make a deposit. Oh, Dr. Green, oh, I've been having this problem. And you, she went immediately deeper than ritual. She went immediately down into at least activities. Do something for me. Work with me on this. And she skipped all these other stages. And I felt, ooh, it didn't feel right. So don't skip rituals. There's a place to get deeper and deeper. But don't skip these other stages. And in worship, every church nearly has a ritual. And the ritual was so important in the little church we were in. We always sang the doxology. And I'm telling you, if we miss that doxology, or when you have the Lord's table, there's certain things. It's ritual. Ritual is important to human beings. It doesn't require a lot of tension, and it doesn't require risk. 
We just go to the next stage. But the, but right there, though, right there, somebody in, in, in another conversation that I had made mention that, that I needed the legalism, to under the ritual, uh-huh. to understand who Jesus was. Probably so. I'm telling you. We're wired that way. I, and we have a default, like a computer, we're default to legalism. Rather than to grace, we go under law. Whatever our conscience has been programmed is right. I had, I know a missionary told me of a mother whose conscience was killing her because she had twins. And in India, where she was from, you have to sacrifice one of those twins to the crocodile god. She didn't do it. She was ridden. She thought all kind of demons and all kind of bad luck was going to come on her family now because of this other child that she didn't have the guts to give to the crocodile. Hey, man, I made a lot of money off shame, guilt, and self-doubt. And most shame, guilt, and self-doubt comes from toxic religion. Law instead of grace. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was torn. I made so much money. I was, and people were getting well. You know, the average length of stay with me as I was the most highly booked psych, talk psychologist in three counties. I was booked two years ahead of time, and nearly every one of the clients was misinterpreted. They had guilt, it came from misinterpreting scripture, they had shame. Because, see, the old spirit in nature will keep you defeated by shame. What comes after rituals? All right, ritual then comes uh, what is known as pastimes. We're getting closer now. But we're not, there is no goal to be accomplished. It's just us uh, playing armchair quarterback. Did you see uh, Brady's? Did you see that path? And we, we, and another one that's really great at path time. He just ain't it awful? You know, sometimes. Uh, but, but did you see what Biden said? Oh, I know. Ain't it? And we just blah blah blah. And uh, this is a favorite pastime. Is one of the favorite things to do at a cocktail party or at a church supper. We just get together and we talk about hunting and fishing and. And all of, we're just passing time. We're not trying to earn money or, and the next level. And as we go down now, it's getting riskier and riskier. And the, the uh, strokes, the stimulation is getting greater and greater. And the next level after uh, pastime is activities or work or recreation. Uh, watch people play softball together and they'll throw the bat and you catch the bat. And then I put my hand on top of yours and we go uh, in football, in rec- in play, boy, you may, I may take you out. It's called tackle football. Uh, it may be roller derby. It's a it's a playtime, but it involves intense touching a lot of times, and uh, uh, it's a it's fun. But at work, we had a big problem. Gary Chapman's really good on this. He talks about the woman 
she's married and happily married, but she's working at Wachovia downtown, and she goes, you know, she's been married three years or something, she goes to the water fountain, and there's a guy, and he, and they strike up a conversation, and Gary Chapman calls it the tingles. And uh, so it's much more intense stimulation at that level, the work, the recreation, than just passing time. Then the next one is very, we're getting real close now, it's very intense, and the psychologists call it psychological games. And a psychological game is where it starts out so positive and you feel so good with this person. But always, and psychological games, this next step always played outside the conscious awareness. If you're conscious of it, it's not a game, it's strategy. And I know some people that were accused of playing a game with the federal government, and they got kicked, they got thrown in prison, and they were happy as larks. They did it as strategy to bring emphasis and awareness to their cause. They, they weren't. Uh, one of the, my favorite games that I watch people play is called Kick Me. And that's where you're walking, you know, you're walking down the hall in high school, somebody comes up and pats you, hey! How you doing? And you walk on a little further. Somebody kicks you. Hey! And then somebody, and they say, well, you, you hadn't, I did not know. And you find out that person, that friend, slapped the kick me sign, and you don't know it's there, and everybody's teaching, they're kicking you. And so this kick me that I'm talking about, I watch people play kick me with the police. Anybody that is deficient in stimulation, see, you have to have stimulation to live. The worst human condition is not pain, slaps, kicks. The worst human condition is no stimulation at all, vacuum. Stimulation away is like air. A coal miner down in the depths of a coal mine and there's an explosion and He's way down there and his little shaft begins to fill up with water and finally it's over his head and he is grasping for air and gasping and he finds a little pocket of air. He breathes it in and it smells like rotten eggs full of hydrogen sulfide and he says to himself, I'm an American. I, I don't have to breathe this crap. There's a clean air. This is against the law. I'm going to sue this place. And he goes back under the water. How long does it take him to figure out that there's a worse condition than breathing bad air? What is it? Death. No air. And stimulation is like that. You can survive on pain, but no human being can survive with no stimulation. It actually causes disease that we, the worst thing, actually this isolation in COVID has killed more people than COVID itself. And 
human beings are, are relationship oriented. We've got to have stimulation so much. And if we don't have good stimulation that feels good, we will go after, unconsciously, we will go after uh, pain. And we will go after being, we're going to be noticed somehow. And you can watch some people that grew up not tr trusting somebody telling them a compliment. Because if somebody's telling you a compliment, what are they up to? And they, their environment where they grew up in, everybody that complimented them turned around and misused them, hurt them deeply. So they learned to only settle for punches. And so you'll watch in certain families, they put each other down all the time. But we're just teasing. But it's very uncomfortable to, for a brother to tell a brother, I love you. Brother would think, what in the world is he up to? And the truth is that psychological games always end in a negative struggle. Bam! You don't know it at first. And, uh, and psychological games are a substitute for the next level, the deepest level that two human beings can have is called intimacy. And intimacy does not end in a negative, painful stroke. It's refusing to hurt the person, even though they may switch on you. Now, it's not all positive. You can be intimate about negative things. If you're honest with a person and you get their permission, I, I've got a resentment. I, I'd really like to share it with you. Are you at a place to where you'd be willing to hear it? And if they're not, you thank them and you don't. But when you get permission, yeah, I'll hear your resentment. Then you share with them. When you blah, 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 and all resentments should be about behavior, don't share resentment about what they, they are thinking. You know why? You can't read their thoughts. Mm -mm. It should not be... It, you don't share resentment with a brother about his feelings. You don't know what his feelings are. But you do know what you saw him do. And it may bother you. It might be, when you stepped on my toes, I really, I don't know, it bothered me that you would do that to me. And the person hearing the resentment needs to say, I hear you. Oh, probably they didn't even know they did it. But there's a, there's a way that a good therapist can help people in intimacy share resentments and the promise is once I share it and you, you're willing to hear it you will let it go and I will let it go Jay Adams was really good at this he said that forgiveness is a promise that I will not bring it up to you again and I will not bring it up to myself he had a whole sermon. He was really good. And 
this is part of how intimacy can be. It's not all warm, fuzzy, huggy, huggy. That's that too. But it also could be sharing negative stuff to let go of it so that you're not against, you know, against each other. And that in itself is where the restoration can begin. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And the, there will be desire. Restoration that's commanded. Hey, you can't make people change when they don't want to change. They used to come to me. I had a contract with every client I had. And I listened. I would not contract with a person to change anything that they ought to change. I listened. I wouldn't help them change. I would not agree to help them change something they should change. Should, must, and oughts or key words to let you know they're coming from law. Law has no power like desire. And you can hide knowing what your desires are by focusing on shoulds. You can hide from grace, not even knowing about it, by focusing on certain verses that are Jewish verses, law verses, that don't even apply to us today. I absolutely do not have bad feelings that I don't worship on Saturday. I worship, I hope, every day, but I don't keep Saturday like my Seventh-day Adventist friends do, or Hasidic Jews. I don't. I'm free. I can. I went to a Saturday night service uh, a month ago. They have a five o'clock Saturday night service. I'm free. I can go to Saturday night service. And I can go to Monday service, too. I'm free. I love it. And I want to free my clients up to do what they, with Jesus, and the local church that they get in, we have the right to get together with like-minded believers, and as a body of Christ's church, they have the we have the authority to fellowship and have mores and beliefs about what we will do and not do. If you outgrow that and you no longer think the Bible teaches that and you no longer like that, don't cause trouble, go out, to another assembly and start your own if necessary. Don't be cantankerous. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. And special thanks to Professor Green. It's been an absolute privilege and honor to study God's Word and to share just a moment in the life of Professor Green. Springs of Life Camps Outreach Ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camps Creekside Coffee. Available online and from a Creekside Coffee cup there near you. Please check out our website for the latest news and information from Springs of Life Camp Ministries. Thank you for your dedication to helping us restore and revitalize the facility of Springs of Life Camp. For general questions or comments and interest or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org. Keep the